Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. In 2019, Wayne Lozier and a partner drove from Louisiana to St. Peter's, Missouri. The trip had a very specific purpose, to capture Rebecca Carmen and take her back to Louisiana to face two misdemeanor charges in court. Now, if the word capture comes across as odd, it is and isn't. Bounty hunters get paid to track down and capture people who violated a bail bond agreement. Bounty hunting is a legit job with licensing requirements. It's also a job where use of force, including tasers, isn't uncommon. But what Lozier and a partner did with Rebecca Carmen four years ago was not just fugitive retrieval. It was, according to a jury, a kidnapping. And it was all caught on video. Here to discuss that cross-state story of bail, bounty hunters, and body cam footage, we have Katie Cull. Katie is a St. Louis Post-Dispatch reporter who chronicled the case in a front-page story this Monday. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you covered this trial all last week. Now, before we get to the details, the idea of a bounty hunter almost comes out of like an old Western or, as we said, a cowboy bebop. What does it mean to be a bounty hunter today? Sure. Um, Well, basically what it means is that if basically when you um, are arrested for a crime and you are booked into jail um, and you get a cash bond amount, you may hire a bail bondsman to come and post your bond and you will pay a percentage of that amount um, and in exchange, you will get released, and they will post the rest, and you will get released. But as a part of that, you agree that you will show up for court um, as required. Now, some of these bondsmen are bounty hunters, <laughs> but then there are also independent contractor bounty hunters that will go after people who don't show up for court and bring them back into jail. Mm-hmm. And that is a legitimate job, and <laughs> is something that uh, is entirely legal and licensed by the state. Yeah. And what does it take exactly for a bounty hunter to come after you is just not showing up for a court date and a warrant being put out for your arrest because basically when that bail bondsman posts your bond if you don't show up they will have to forfeit that to the court and so it's kind of an insurance policy mm-hmm. if they can bring you back then they're protecting their investment that's okay. their argument so it is that. transactional then. it is transactional okay. entirely and what is it that bounty hunters are allowed to do are they like cops and in what way are they not (laughs) i mean they're not like cops in that they're not licensed law enforcement officers they are required in at least in missouri to undergo some kind of training um i'm not exactly sure what that entails but they are required to go through training and um they can essentially arrest you they can handcuff you they can shackle you they can put you in the back of a car and take you to jail and they will show up at the jail and say hey i have this fugitive um and then the jail will book you in. So mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, they do operate, you know, like police officers in that they can retrieve you and bring you to jail, but yeah. they are not licensed law enforcement. Now, your coverage of this case was front page fodder in the Post-Dispatch just this week. And you began that story by introducing us to Rebecca Carmen 
and what was going on in her life in 2019. Who is she? Sure. Uh, well, she's a Louisiana resident, um, and she's a mother, and she um, at the time was married, uh, and she was going through a lot at that time. She lost her job. She lost her house. Um, she and her husband were in a abusive, dysfunctional relationship. Um, and one night they got in a fight and, um, and she got arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, and she also had an alcohol addiction. So she, um, was charged with two misdemeanors and then she went to rehab. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So she, she was going through a lot at the time. (laughs) So then she checked into alcohol rehab at a facility and then after she got out is when she came here to Missouri. Correct. And mm-hmm. and she said that when she got out of rehab, her husband came to pick her up and it was not a good situation. She was in fear of her life. So she called a friend that she had met in rehab who lived in St. Peter's and they flew up here. Um, so where she okay. lived. Mm-hmm. Now, Rebecca Carmen then at this time is facing misdemeanor charges in Louisiana in St. Tammany parish, which is just north of New Orleans. And you wrote, one night she and her husband got in a fight, as you'd said. He pushed her. She punches back. He calls the police. Then she gets charged. She was booked into jail, but she's waiting for a a court date, right? Yes. So it's not that she has been judged a criminal at this point. Then days later, as you'd noted, her husband hires a bondsman and he posted $5,000 to get Rebecca out. And that's really critical to the story, right? Yes. I mean, a bondsman then, in like very basic sort of layman's terms, what is a bondsman? Sure. The bondsman is the person who posts the bail. So that is the person that you pay who is legally allowed to pay the court, essentially. And I think her husband paid like Seven hundred and thirty dollars, or something—a percentage of her total bond, which was five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So he paid a percentage, put that money down, and then the bondsman posted the rest. And then, what is it that we know about the agreement that was made to get that five thousand dollars to to get her out? Sure. I mean, as far as we know, and the the husband didn't testify, so we can't say for sure how that transaction worked. But um, he posted that money, and Rebecca did sign a document that said, I'm going to be released on bond, and this is the person who posted my bail. Um, but she said up until the trial, she had no recollection of signing that document. Um, and then beyond that, there were records presented in court that said that um, the bondsman had certain paperwork that she should have been able to sign. There was mm-hmm. a line left on there that said, basically, if you jump on your jump bail, you are understanding that we can come and get you right. and, and we will come and get you. And she never signed it. The The, the forms were blank. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she said that she did not know even who the bondsman was right. that had let her out. Well, she did find out who the Bayou Boys fugitive recovery was. Um, and this is sort of the, the point that happens here in St. Louis. What does Bayou Boys Fugitive Recovery do? And and tell us about its owner, Wayne Lozier. Sure. Wayne Lozier um, is, uh, f- had been a bounty hunter for about six years, I think. And basically, you know, it wasn't only bondsmen that he was hired by insurance companies, things like that, um, also hired him to recover fugitives, items, different things. Um, but basically what happens is that if there is a warrant out for somebody, 
the bondsman will say, hey, uh, there's a bounty on this person, essentially, and I'm hiring you to go get them. So he was hired. Uh, so while Rebecca was in rehab, I will say, um, she a warrant was put out for her arrest because she missed a court date. And so there was a, there were, there was a warrant out for her arrest. And at that point... Um, the bonds, the bondsman company, I think it was A Affordable Bail Bonds, hired uh, Mr. Lozier to come and um, to find her, basically. Yeah. We're talking today about a case of bounty hunters and bail bondsmen. It involves a woman who's living in St. Peter's in 2019 when bounty hunters dragged her out of her home or where she was staying uh, to take her back to Louisiana to face misdemeanor charges. But that case has gone through several twists since then. We're following these twists with Katie Cull, who is a St. Paul's Dispatch writer, a reporter, who chronicled the case for Front Page Story this Monday. So... Let's talk about May 19th, uh, uh, May 9th, 2019. Before this point, Rebecca was in rehab in Florida, um, yet another state. She thought she would get a new court date while she was getting treatment. The staff apparently did not actually put in a request for that new court date. And she did not know that at that time. So she flies here to St. Louis with a friend. What happens next? Sure. She says that she contacted the court, uh, to be fair, and did find out that there was a warrant. And she says that they told her, okay, when you come back into town, get it resolved, come to court, we'll give you a new date, it'll be resolved. Um, but meanwhile, the bondsman who paid for her bail has hired Wayne Lozier to come and get her. And one night she gets a phone call from somebody who says, I'm from the St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office, and I would like to send you some certified mail regarding your new court date. And she says, can you, um, can you please send it to a P.O. box? Nobody knows this address. At the time, she was worried for her safety right, right. Um, because of her relationship at the time. And she said, nobody knows where I am. Can you please send it to a P.O. box? And, and they said, no, I need your real address. So she gives them the address. And four days later, there's a knock at the door. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so... <laughs> There is this knock, and at a certain point, she realizes that the the person behind the knock, behind the door, that it is not you know one. There are two people. They're not police officers. They're not cops. So what does she do at that point? Sure. Well, they take her from the house and they put her in handcuffs and then later shackles, and um, she gets a call and realizes these people are not police officers. And so she decides to say, I'm sick. I have to use the restroom. Can we please stop? Mm -hmm. um, so they stop at a truck stop in Sullivan, Missouri, about right. 70 miles uh, southwest mm -hmm. of St. Louis. So there is something that happens at that truck stop, and it was filmed by bystanders who called 911. And what happened next was caught on body camera footage, and that was footage that was being recorded by the bounty hunters themselves. And the, the video includes a moment when a uniformed police officer from Sullivan, Missouri, approaches Wayne Lozier. And let's listen to that moment. Uh, and before we do, I should say some may find this audio disturbing. Uh, the first voice you'll hear is that of Wayne Lozier. 
explaining to the officer that he has a warrant and paperwork to capture Rebecca Carmen. Rebecca's on the ground in front of him, chained and barefoot. Um, you'll also hear Rebecca herself begging for an explanation um, and to be released. And there's also a second bounty hunter, Jody Sullivan, who shouts at Rebecca. I got the warrant and the paperwork if you need it, Sarge. My friend said that she didn't let them in. Camera. Me Stay. Me. You're going to jail in Louisiana. I don't care what you say. You guys have yeah. Stop. I'm not going to say it again. Here you go. I don't trust her. Uh, right here. Stop. I'm I'll get her warrant. No. No, you're not. You want to sit up a while ago? That was body cam footage audio. It was taken May 9th, 2019, and posted by the bounty hunter group Bayou Boys Fugitive Recovery. I mean, Katie, what was it like to see that video for the first time? Sure. I mean, it's upsetting. Somebody's begging for help. And um, and before that video, before that clip, she was tased three times, and that was also caught on body camera. Um but, you know, throughout, I will say throughout the entire time, Wayne Lozier maintains that he did nothing wrong and that he was simply doing his job and she was resisting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that. But, yeah, it, it's upsetting, of course, yeah. to watch somebody on the ground shackled and confused. Yeah, clearly. and there are police there. I mean, what do the police do? Sure. The Sullivan um, Police Department officers that arrive at the scene essentially tell her that, no, you have to go with these people. You They have a warrant for your arrest you you are wanted out of louisiana and you have to go with them and at one point the officer says something like these people have a lot of money on the line and you need to go with them um and they had the credentials they had their louisiana bail bonds or not bail bondsman license surety recovery agent Mm -hmm. license and we hear Rebecca say that the bounty hunters identified themselves as police, which they deny. You know, what do we know about that? Did they present themselves as cops? No, they didn't. But I think, you know, your brain fills in things. So I think she had just assumed that they were because they were dressed like it. I mean, on the on the video, they're wearing cargo pants, utility belts. You know, they look like police officers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the officer who responded to the scene, I mean, you reported that Basically, he told Rebecca, if you use a bondsman, these people, they can hold you. I mean, was there really nothing that police could do at that point? I mean, she's obviously in distress and people around are, they're also alarmed by what they're seeing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure. I mean, clearly they were, the officer believed that they were allowed to take them. Now, meanwhile, I will say, while this is all going on, there's another officer in St. Peter's who is doing a lot of research about the law regarding bail bondsmen. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of figuring out whether they do actually have the authority to do that or not. Okay. But, but this officer does not know that, and um, he believes that they do have the right to take her. Right. And the officer back in St. Peter's is Jeffrey Atkins? Yes. Okay. And what was he doing, and he, what happened after? Sure. Um. So when Rebecca was taken from the home in St. Peter's, the friend that she was staying with, called the police because she didn't know what was going on either and um, officer Atkins was on patrol that morning and he showed up and he I guess got an inkling that something may be wrong so he started doing research um, and he looked up the laws of Missouri about 
what bail bondsmen are allowed to or what surety recovery agents are allowed to do. Um, and so he's at one point, he was the one who basically informed Rebecca in the car that the people she was with were not police officers. Oh, gosh. OK. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why didn't Wayne Lozier have a license? He he believed he didn't need one. Mm-hmm. Um, he had done research online, apparently, and uh, looked up the laws and saw some article that said that there were no laws regarding surety recovery agents in Missouri. So it wasn't a problem. Um, and that's what he believed and maintained throughout the trial. Right. So then when we get to October 2021, Wayne Lozier, the, this bounty hunter, and Jody Sullivan, who's the partner with him, they're indicted on charges of kidnapping and conspiracy to kidnap. What exactly were they accused of? Sure. And I think a lot of that stems from Officer Atkins and his discoveries that he made. He basically found uh, that Missouri law um, requires you to be registered in the state of Missouri as a surety recovery agent in order to uh, arrest a fugitive, basically. Mm -hmm. And he also found that you have to call the police before you do one of those recoveries. And the prosecutor noted in trial that actually that was also a requirement in Louisiana as well. Okay. So that's actually a fairly common thing where you have to notify the police before mm-hmm. you show up. Um, so he, f- he found out that they did not have a license. And because they were not licensed, it was kidnapping. And they took her over state lines, which made it a federal crime. They took her into Arkansas first and then into Mississippi. Okay. Um, so yeah. they covered a lot of ground they in did. that time. <laughs> And how was it that Wayne Lozier responded to the charges? I mean, he clearly he thought that he was um, was licensed to do what he did. What happened after that? Yeah, he was licensed in Louisiana, so that was true. Um, that no one was disputing that. But he he continued. He was let released on bond, and he actually federal prosecutors alleged that he continued to try to. Um, arrest fugitives and carry a gun even afterward, mm-hmm. um, which put him back in jail yeah. uh, awaiting trial. So as the court's reporter for the Post-Dispatch, you are there at the trial. You were there last week. What was Wayne Lozier's defense? His defense was that um, he didn't believe that he was doing anything wrong and that it was a pretty minor technicality that turned this into kidnapping, essentially, mm-hmm. which it, it is. It is. <laughs> so. And it's something like it's $150 to get a license. Yeah, $150. Um, and you have to complete at least 24 hours of training, submit to a background check and submit an application. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those hours, I will say, are transferable. So if you are licensed in another state, a lot of times, you know, it's a lot easier for you to get licensed in Missouri. Yeah. So, yeah. So you spent a week there. I mean, what was the the atmosphere during that trial like? It was, there were a lot of people watching. I think a lot of people were curious. It was a really interesting trial. And it was riveting because you were along for the ride, essentially. You know, uh, Wayne Lozier filmed the entire thing on his body camera. And at one point he said something like, I do this so that people know I'm not breaking the law. Um, And so, and he turned over his body camera footage to the police. So, they had that voluntarily. They didn't need to seize it or anything, which I think speaks to how much he believed that what he was doing was right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, it was just riveting to watch because you were essentially along for the ride, watching Rebecca in the back of the car, listening to their conversations. Um, and it was also kind of harrowing because she was clearly terrified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagining 
something like that happening and then not knowing who the people are, like really knowing who the people are, that I, I don't know how a person sort of gets over something like that. Now, it took just an hour and a half on Thursday for the jury to find Lozier guilty of both charges, which were kidnapping and conspiracy to kidnap. Did that surprise you in any way? Um, I never predict what a jury is going to do because every time I try to, I'm wrong. So I don't (laughs) don't know if I can speak to that. (laughs) Okay, so no betting on that. And was Wayne Lozier there? Yes, he was there. He was there the whole trial. And how did he comport himself? I mean, he sat there like most defendants, you know, scribbling on paper to his lawyers. Um, yeah, watching everything. He, you know, in some parts he's swearing and being pretty um, abrasive. And that was part of his defense, too, is just because he was he might have he may not have come off like the nicest person doesn't necessarily mean that he should be convicted. Mm-hmm. And that was also part of his defense as well. Yeah. And did he testify? No, he did no. not. OK, so. What sort of punishment will he now face? Um, Well, kidnapping, I believe it carries up to uh, life in prison, Um, but I'm not sure that they will seek that. I'm not quite sure what federal prosecutors are going to ask for or what the defense will ask Mm -hmm. for. But his co-defendant, Jody Sullivan, also pleaded guilty previously. Uh Mm -hmm. And so she did that before. And was that to to protect herself in some way or part of the agreement was that she agreed to testify um but they never called her okay so like just to get this straight so bounty hunters can barge into a person's home drag them away in shackles you know stop them from asking for help use a taser on them and that's all that's okay as long as the paperwork is all uh, up to speed and what it needs to be you know, I I don't think they can ever barge into somebody's house. Um, and there was some discussion about whether he actually did that or not. Um, he maintained that he didn't, um, that she let him in, the, the friend the let friend. him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not actually quite sure about the law regarding that. Okay. But in terms of taking somebody away across state lines, as long as you're licensed, as far as I understand, yes, you can do that. Okay. What happened to Rebecca Carmen? Where is she now? Yeah, she's back in Louisiana. She's raising her children. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's a mom. And she just said, I spoke to her um, on Friday, and she said she was just really relieved because, you know, she felt like as a person who, you know, she pleaded guilty the, to the two misdemeanors for mm-hmm. which she was accused. And she said that it would be easy for her to not be believed because maybe of some of the things that she had done, but she was really grateful that that folks had listened to her story. Mm -hmm. And she'd mentioned also that she was thinking about other people, right? Yeah, Yeah. she she also, yeah, that was a a poignant quote. She said something to the effect of, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has gone through this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was interesting. Okay. And Wayne Lozier made how much money? Oh, yeah. Uh, $771, I think it was, and five cents. And that's with a hotel. So I think actually it was $500. Okay. And I'm not sure if he split that with Jody Sullivan or not. I should have yeah. asked. But, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure whether it was, it was worth all of that. So just this morning, Katie, your St. Louis Post-Dispatched colleague, Tony Messenger, wrote a column 
Um, and it points out something that we discussed on the show. I said it a little bit earlier, and it was in the context of uh, talking about Illinois abolishing cash bail. So people are released on bail to await their day in court. So they're innocent until proven guilty. They're not criminals. And Rebecca Carmen was not a criminal when Wayne Lozier and Jody Sullivan took her by force. And then Wayne Lozier at that point was not a criminal either when he was indicted uh, on charges of kidnapping and conspiracy in October 2021, though he did get out on bail and then violated that, right, Um, when he was arrested the next year. So after being through that, that trial, um, and writing this story, I mean, was there any one thing that left you kind of both shaking and scratching your head at the same time? A little bit. I think it did. I think it did kind of show me at least a part of the legal system that I had never really thought about much before. And I don't think a lot of people think about, you know, bail bondsmen and bounty hunters very often. Um, and so that was certainly eye opening and it was really interesting. And, um, yeah, and there are broader questions which someone like Tony raises as well. Yeah. Are you interested in, in learning more about oh, it? Without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Cole is courts reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You can find a riveting story about bounty hunting that was actually kidnapping at sdltoday.com. Katie, thanks so much for talking with us. Thanks for having me. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.